0: Hey there! You're listening to Make New Friends, a weekly podcast about the trials and tribulations found
1: in the realm of friendships. We're your hosts, Mary Aikman and Sienna Mooney. Let's make new friends! Woo! Okay, so Mary, I want to tell you a little bit about my university friend group and I want to get your opinion on them. All right. Okay. Okay. So I had a group of friends while I was at university. Um, It was a large group of people and uh, we were all, you know, the same age, obviously. But the thing about this group is that it was pretty exclusive in terms of like the inner circle. And since I was one of the newer people to the group, um, I experienced a lot of I guess maybe hazing would be a good way to describe it. So basically like the newest person to the group um, or really anyone who did something stupid would uh, be the butt of the joke for ages and ages until another person messed up and then they were the butt of the joke. But um, that kind of became like the way that the friend group showed that they were close by like, beating each other down if that makes (laughs) sense and now that i look back on it it's kind of messed me up a little like knowing that this group of friends was built on uh sarcasm and uh gossip and it was very like i I don't know it it was a tricky time because you know you wanted to fit in i wanted a, a good group of friends and everyone was really fun but it really sucks to be the butt of the joke and to feel kind of excluded do you have any thoughts on that well pretty much just sounds like they were shitty friends (laughs) and that the
0: relationships weren't really built on anything but like jokes and messing around with each other
1: yeah that's pretty true um and you know what what (laughs) (laughs) the longest (laughs) I didn't know I was supposed to respond. <gasps> well, I was just going to say that I think that maybe they weren't my friends after all.
0: No, maybe they were frenemies.
1: <gasps> dun, dun, dun. I whispered that
0: for dramatic effect.
1: <laughs> Get some ASMR in there.
0: <laughs> and that is the uh, topic of our conversation today.
1: Yes. How about that? Ah, oh, crazy, right? Who would have thought? <laughs> um. So, Mary, do you know... Anything about frenemies or fair weather friends?
0: I mean, I've definitely had experience with fair weather friends. I don't know if fair weather friends and frenemies can really be the same, but I guess they could. Yeah. I just feel like obviously the term frenemies is more dramatic and seems like it's more hurtful than just like hair, fair weather friends. Right. Because fair weather friends is kind of like, it's a shitty friend, but they're still like, a friend Mm -hmm. well
1: frenemies are like actual people you don't like (laughs) or don't like you or you know i mean frenemy has the word enemy in it so (laughs) right it's not the best for those who like didn't realize (laughs) (laughs) i mean i i do agree that you know, frenemy seems a lot harsher, um, and I do think that you can have uh, fairweather friends that aren't frenemies. However, the definition of a fairweather friend is a person whose friendship cannot be relied on in times of difficulty, and I think that that, for the most part, could extend to both terms, frenemy or fairweather friend. That's true. That's true.
0: Yeah. With that definition, I believe that that's more like That person is just an acquaintance. Yeah. Or like a social friend rather than a true friend.
1: Yeah, I totally feel you.
0: Obviously, because in my definition of a true friend, it would be someone who was there for you in those times of difficulties.
1: I know. How often would you say that you experience fair-weather friendships?
0: Probably like in each part of my life, there's been a couple. Mm -hmm. And I've never broken off any friendships because of it I think this can be applied to family as well sometimes Mm -hmm. when I think about it I'm like truly hurt I'm like dang like I wish like I like this person I wish that they weren't like this you know yeah but I also think as trying to be like honest about myself there's definitely been times when I'm the fair weather friend right and I think that's probably true for everyone is that true
1: for you I think so I mean if you just take a look at like the broad scope of my life so far like I've moved a few times and I've had some stuff to deal with in my life and so when you go through big life changes it kind of is a make a break make or break moment with um the people in your life and um sometimes it strengthens it sometimes it uh you know (laughs) it doesn't end so great but um I feel like most of my uh, friendships, uh, have been fair weather friendships, especially like as I've gotten older, just because like, you know, everyone's on a different path and whatnot. And, um, it really sucks to think that you have a really strong friendship with someone only to find out that they're, uh, not in it for the long haul or they're not really reliable, like you maybe thought they were. Um, so it always sucks to be caught in that sort of situation when you're depending on someone and they can't be relied on so yeah bummer um well uh let's talk about uh some ways that you can uh spot a fairweather friendship i just did a, a <laughs> searching gesture that nobody can see
0: i was just gonna say maybe one day we'll record an episode like a video and yeah. you can see all my dramatic
1: looking out for the fairweather friends
0: no i'm just dancing oh my gosh so a couple of points What's the first one, Sienna?
1: Well, the first thing is that that friend is going to flake out on all of your plans. Like, all the time, no matter what. Like, sure, when you're making the plans, they might seem super interested and like, oh my god, yeah, that'll be so great. Like, we'll go, we'll get drinks, we'll get brunch, whatever. But then come to, like, the day of or whatever, they're going to flake out. They're going to find some excuse to get out of it and they're going to let you down.
0: I think also what goes into this is that you're the one who's always reaching out to do stuff and they're never the one to reach out to do stuff. I had this happen not just for like actual things to do, but even just like talking or um, like comforting someone in a certain way. Like in London, there was definitely like some people that I noticed that like Whenever they reached out and were like, hey, let's go do this, blah, blah, blah. I was always quick to be like, yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go. Mm -hmm. But then when it was me reaching out, it was like, oh, I can't. Oh, no, I can't. Mm. I can't travel that far, blah, blah, blah. And I was always the one like going halfway and nobody was meeting me in the middle sometimes. Right. Which is like I think probably one of the strongest indicators in terms of like is someone – Really value you as much as you value them mm-hmm. in this friendship. And it's like, literally not, you know? Yeah. So look out for that. Definitely. Next two points kind of go together. Mm-hmm. The first one is only want to talk about themselves. And the second one is tune out when you talk about your stuff. Yeah. So essentially, they only care about themselves. <laughs>
1: I hate that. I hate that quality so much. I think it's like, because like friendship as we've probably touched on so far is like a two-way street you know you have to be uh giving and receiving like and you've got to be there for you you you've just got to listen you know and you can't expect someone to listen to you if you're not listening to them that's totally unfair there's this great exercise
0: that i learned And I took a social justice class in college. (laughs) Of course I did. And one of the first classes, we did this exercise about learning to actually listen to people. And what you had to do is you had to sit there and the person like talked at you for like 45 seconds. And you had to sit there and listen to every word that they said and try and not to think of any reply. So your whole job was just to listen to them, not try to think of, oh, what reply will make me sound the best or Mm. what reply shows me off or talks about myself. You're supposed to just sit there and consume as much as you can and then process the information and reply. And I always think about that sometimes when I talk to people because it's like you need to actually listen to them and not just like zone out or be so concerned about your own response or your own talking
1: points. Yeah, I will say as as someone who has a little bit of anxiety, um, sometimes uh, you can't really help thinking about like your response. So, uh, you know, that is something that you should maybe take into consideration if you if your friend is not listening to you, you know, they might be wrapped up in their own brain. And sometimes that's like, not their fault so you know take it with a grain of salt but i do think that uh that's a really interesting point and i think uh we could all do with a little more like just shut up and listening you know do you have any i always say this word wrong (laughs) anecdotes anecdotes (laughs) do you have any
0: anecdotes about someone like so clearly only talking about themselves
1: oh yes oh go go on my friend okay So um, there was this girl and uh, she was dating my younger brother. And when I saw her, she would ask me a bunch of questions about me and everything and like act so excited to like hear about what's going on in my life. And the moment I told her or began to reply, she would just turn her attention literally like anywhere else but me and it was very bizarre because like you've asked for all of this information from me and you're just blatantly ignoring me so I found that really really frustrating and very rude um but she's not like a close friend or anything obviously like (laughs) so it's whatever but yeah
0: I've definitely had people like that. One person um, is a member of my family, actually, who I, like, am very close to. But sometimes they just talk and talk and talk and talk. And they just don't ever leave space for me to respond or even just for me to talk about my own shit. (laughs) And it's, like, every time I feel like we get together, I'm just, uh, I'm just, like, I get exhausted because I'm, like, there's no, like, balance to this relationship or conversation. I feel like it's just, like, you, 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 and then I have to leave or something or, like, we go our separate ways and Mm -hmm. I never get to, like, share what my stuff is or what's going on with me. I think that brings up a good point that it can be draining. It really can, like make you exhausted and not want to be around a person. Yeah. It's a sure sign of them being a fair weather friend, but it's also just a sure sign that that friendship might not be the healthiest or the best at that time, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right. And then the last uh, point is that your friend will talk about you behind your back. And I've experienced this so many times. Um, But I have to be honest, like, there have been times where I've been that person talking about someone – behind their back there's no excuse for that but i will say there have been times where i've i've done that in retaliation to a bad friend so Mm. yeah yeah my younger self was wicked just (laughs) wicked i definitely agree with that in terms of i have been that person
0: as well i think yeah it's hard especially if you want to talk about a friendship if you're not actually talking to the person who by the way, you probably should be talking to the person. You want to talk to, to someone who understands. And so you tend to like go and talk to like your next friend in line mm-hmm. who knows you both and like say, oh, this person is blah, 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 And then you end up just being a gossip. Yeah. But you don't realize that you're, you're hurting the friendship for yourself and for like those around you. And yeah, I'm definitely 100% guilty of this.
1: Yeah, um. But it's never fun like getting caught. In that, like, he said, she said bullshit, you know, especially like if you are the one talking to your other friend about the friend you have problems with, you're putting them in an awkward position because, you know, you could be messing up their friendship with them or just making it uncomfortable. Um, And, you know, vice versa, like, if your friend is talking about you to your mutual friend, that just sucks you know because you feel like you have a target on your back and uh you just need to get together and just like squash the beef squash the beef what a
0: phrase <laughs> <laughs> it'll be our uh make new friends podcast catchphrase
1: we're gonna squash the beef today on make new friends we're gonna squash the beef <laughs> hashtag teens we're so hip and with it <laughs> oh no okay so mary we've talked about um yeah Some of the behavior that a fair-weather friend or a frenemy or what have you um, will exhibit. Uh, Should we talk about how to tell if someone is actually your friend? Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah, yeah. So first point is that they celebrate your success and are actually happy for you. They want you to succeed and real friends definitely don't undercut your triumphs with Starkey remarks, which... I can definitely, again, everyone's going to be guilty of everything, but I definitely am a snarky remark person (laughs) sometimes. But, like, I think there is a line between it being loving and it being actually, like, condescending or um, hurtful. Unlike what you were talking about your relationship earlier, like, if there's a healthy mix of, like, sarcasm and joking and, like, serious talk and, you know, really getting to know the person, then I think, you know, it can be, like, fun and good to, like, make silly comments. But if it's really undercutting what someone, like, is really excited about, like, if someone comes to you and is like, oh, I got a promotion at your job, and you react with, like, oh, really? Or whatever it would be, Mm -hmm. then that's showing your insecurities about not only yourself, but kind of the relationship as well. Yeah. Um, Because you're clearly saying, like, I deserve this more than this person when you – You should be, like, uplifting and positive and excited for that person.
1: Yeah, definitely. I have one – well, I'm sure there are many, but one instance comes to mind where I was the person who was um, not being a great friend um, when I found out that my best friend at the time had gotten accepted into this, um, like, special sort of school thing, like, for college. And I really wasn't happy for them because – I wanted us to like go to college together and like still be friends. And I knew it would change everything. And it did. But um, I kind of like covered up my bad friendship behavior by uh, masking it with like, "I oh, I'm, I'm just looking out for you because this is an unaccredited school, blah, blah, blah. But really, mm. I was just like, I had a lot of insecurities. So that's another thing, too, is just like, insecurities probably play a lot into behavior with friendships but yeah it's it's never good to go and get something awesome done and then have a friend uh make you feel crappy about it you know like I've also had um people just say the wrong things you know and they might seem like they're trying to be nice but it's like you can tell (laughs) that they're not they're they're it's like a accomplice all, you know, like, oh, your hair looks so good straight. I don't understand why it's curly all the time because it looks so great now. It's like Yeah. That's messed up. <laughs> What's the there's a word for
0: that? I'm passive aggressive behavior. Yeah. If you're seeing a lot of passive aggressive behavior, then red flag <laughs> essentially. For sure. Something that I also thought of um in my own experience is in related to YouTube in a way. And I 100% have definitely felt, like, jealous about, I guess, views or or subscribers that people get that were supposedly my friends, you know? Like, I consider these people friends. I should be happy for them and not, like, mad. And obviously, that was a secu- – like, uh, I was insecure and that was a problem there. But also, I think that it's a sign of a friendship, like, a good friendship. If people support you, like, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And an issue I see a lot especially in the YouTube community, is, like, using the excuse of, oh, I just don't like that kind of content. Or, like, right. I don't, I don't know. A lot of the times, like, if you make a YouTube video, like, if you have people who you consider really close friends, you sort of expect those people to like it, comment it, mm-hmm. watch it, and share it. I have the philosophy of, like, do that, even if it's not the type of video that I would want to watch or want to see. Like, that's the kind of behavior that makes people feel like, oh, I can keep doing this. This is something that um, I want to do and I'm getting positive feedback on. Mm -hmm. Like, just because you like to make short films doesn't mean that you shouldn't support your friend who likes
1: makeup videos, Right. you know? Yeah, I totally agree. I was just going to say that with YouTube, um, I think lately it's kind of become like every man for himself. And uh, if you are... More like doing your own thing, like you're on your own. Yeah. Sure, you may have people who are in the weeds with you, but once they like make a break for like, the YouTube castle, they're done with you. <laughs> you know, like they're going for the crown, you know? So it's it's just really weird. <laughs> so the next point is that um, real friends will be there for you when times are tough and not just when you want to go out and do something fun um, and they'll be there to listen and empathize with your problems. Um, I think that one of the, <sighs> one thing that like I hate about fair weather friends is I want a friendship that's like, I can hang out or I could go out, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not like, oh, we're only going to hang out when we're doing something fun and active. It's like, I want to just chill, you know, or go for a walk. It's like, I want to see you. I don't want to, like, always be doing something. Yeah. I think that's also a really telling thing, especially if if, um, the friend in question is, like, a really, like, social person, um, and so they're only interested in hanging out with you if you're throwing a party or if you're going out or or you know if say you're going with like a big group of friends um that's probably a good indicator that they are not really your friend right so um the last point is that um real friends won't get jealous when you hang out with other friends because they understand that everybody has multiple friends and that they're not going to be possessive um and I don't know about you Mary I feel like you won't have this problem but (laughs) I'm so possessive with my friends like especially if I feel like uh it's such a bad quality but like in the past I've gotten like overprotective because like oh my gosh we're best friends and you're suddenly hanging out with this New person all the time, and I feel like really insecure because I feel like someone is, uh, you know, swooping in and stealing my BFF, you know. So, yeah, okay, we're gonna have a quick break and we'll be back. Hey guys, it's Sienna. Thank you so much for listening to episode seven of Make New Friends. Uh, You may have noticed at the end of that last section that I was doing most of the talking and that's because Mary's mic cut out without us noticing. So sorry about that. (laughs) Hopefully the continuity isn't too terrible. Anyway, in other news, I just want to say a huge thank you for all of the support we've received for the podcast so far. Honestly, this podcast is very near and dear to my heart and Mary and I have worked so hard on it and it's so uplifting and very rewarding to see that you guys are listening to it and you're enjoying it and, you know, what else could I ask for? As you guys know by now, we don't pay for advertising for the podcast. So if you are enjoying what we're doing here at Make New Friends, it would really help us out if you spread that good, good word. You know what I'm talking about. Send in a tweet or uh, even just writing it down uh for your me ma um, about how much you love make new friends uh yeah a little goes a long way but also don't forget that you can drop us a review on itunes which helps more people find out about the podcast and it helps us as well so you know it's all good just wanted to mention before i go that mary and i will be doing a QA episode as well as an advice episode later on in the season so if you have any questions that need answered or if you need a little bit of friendly advice hit us up, because we're here for you. You can tweet to us at newfriendspod or send an email to makenewfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And who knows, we might just include your question or your advice in a future episode. Crazy, I know. The next episode of Make New Friends will be out on July 26th. And with that, I'll let you get back to the episode. welcome back welcome back good to see you you look wonderful after that little break thank you so glad to have you here with us I had a nap took a bath
0: <laughs> washed your hair <laughs> yeah
1: blow-dried it oh sorry
0: i have to go i have to wash my hair <laughs> it's gonna be me later hi <laughs> oh my god <laughs> anyway all right uh frenemies let's talk a little bit about it first how do you even define it?
1: Okay, well, you say – I have the definition here, but tell me what you think a frenemy is.
0: Okay, so it's somebody who you hang out with, like, on a one-on-one basis or a purse or, like, a group basis, and they seem like a normal friend, like, they're nice-ish in person mm-hmm. – but when they leave you, they talk behind your back, they subtweet Ooh. or talk about you or tweet about you. Or subtweeting's a big one. Y'all watch <laughs> out for those subtweeters. Or they turn around in like a group setting and like go and tell someone else who's in the group like all your secrets or about some shit that you just did or what have you. And they essentially
1: are real fake yeah well you're you're not far off but the the definition uh i have here says um a frenemy is a person with whom one is friendly despite a fundamental dislike or rivalry Ooh. and i think for me rivalry really makes it um so i would categorize a frenemy as someone who is maybe jealous of you or there's some sort of like underlying like competition There's something going on that you may be unaware of, but your frenemy has it out for you, is kind of like the vibe I get from Mm. this definition. Okay, that makes sense. I can think of a couple people
0: who are my frenemies (laughs) now that we've uh, really discussed it. Because if you remember, dear listeners, at the beginning, I kind of didn't know if I had frenemies or fair weather friends. Now, Oh, I get it. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I'm sure everybody has
1: frenemies, though. Frenemies? That's a thing, right? Frenemies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I do think that everyone has, uh, like, okay, as someone who loves, like, TV and film, there's nothing better than a rivalry, okay? Like, it's the spice of life, and even though <laughs> it sucks to be... <laughs> In like a a shitty situation of any type, Um, you know, I I do love a bit of drama, you know. So uh, I do think that having a frenemy or two throughout your life is uh, is worth (laughs) your time, you know, because then you get that experience and then you know how to um, help other people with their frenemy situations. So, right.
0: So we kind of know what a frenemy is. So let's talk about um, like how to spot them more specifically in your friend group. So the first point would be to really just trust yourself and listen to your instincts. Really, if you're worried about that or you're seeing some distressful... Distressful, is that a word? Distressing? Distressing. (laughs) (laughs) If you're seeing some distressing behavior in your friend group, just like step back for a second and look. Just observe what's going on. And you might be able to see some trends or some
1: um, telling points that may point you in the right direction. Right. So like let's say a a really nasty rumor has been spread around about you. Um, You could probably trace it back to whoever started it and that would probably be your frenemy. I mean, like, why would someone spread a rumor if they were your friend? You know, um, I really feel like there's no, like, way around that. Like, if you're spreading a rumor about someone, you have it out for them in some capacity. It's You don't just, like, accidentally start a rumor, especially one that's, like, hurtful. Yeah. So definitely, like, uh, just keep an eye out for that kind of stuff. And uh, you might find the snitch.
0: And I definitely don't think it just has to be rumors. It can also be, like... Facts, but if you're continually spreading like the same information to different groups of people, that can also be a sure sign. But all the while, like acting like a normal friend to that person Mm -hmm. when you see them,
1: yeah, or what have you. I agree. I heard that Adele in an interview, she was saying that uh, she can tell who her real friends are because she like tells uh, her friends that she's like unsure about, like really crazy facts about her and if that gets into the press that's how she knows like they're not to be trusted oh
0: my gosh
1: that's such a smart way right like just kind of like tell lies to maybe some friends that you're questioning their uh reliability or whether or not they can like keep a secret and um if it gets out or if you hear someone be like hey so-and-so said that you have a an 11th toe um (laughs) you'd be like yeah i lied and they are not to be trusted
0: you know what but i just can't imagine adele being like i have an 11th toe and then the person just doesn't ask to see it (laughs) who wouldn't do that like adele please show me
1: your 11th toe (laughs) she could be like oh i had it removed so (laughs) true
0: true okay okay you got me
1: (laughs) anyway so the next point so Once you've uh, taken a look at your friend group and you've uh, had an idea about the situation at hand, um, it's important to start making some changes. And one way that you could do that is by talking to a friend that you know is trustworthy so that you can get some perspective. Because... From just one view, you might not have the whole picture, but it is helpful to get someone else's opinion. Um, but the important thing is that you get the opinion of potentially like a third party, like non biased, but like trustworthy person. Um, I wouldn't go with like someone who is also the best friend of the friend you're unsure about because then mm-hmm. you never know. They might be in on it too. True. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Next point is to just talk. To the person outright and express like the facts about how situations have made you feel and try to remain level-headed in the situation mm-hmm. I will say that I've had experience in the past where um, someone has approached me actually it was through another person but we ended up talking face to face or it was, like via Skype about our situation mm-hmm. and I mean if I'm being totally honest at the end of the conversation it didn't make me feel any better I actually felt kind of worse about it all but to them that might have been like the step they needed to like start figuring things out yeah because i would definitely say i felt that i was being hurt on one side and i would had friends who had also been hurt by this person but then i kind of made the matters worse later in, in later years and it's mm-hmm. still like a thing that me and this person are trying to figure out mm-hmm. but i think it was very brave of them and very it, it definitely in a way has helped that that person came forward and was like, we need to talk about this issue that we have,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, And I know that like confrontation is never easy, but I think the main thing to do if, uh, you know, you have a problem with a friend um, is to talk to them and let them know that this is how it's affecting you. But They might be caught off guard or they might not believe that they've done anything wrong. Um, So it really could go either way. Um, Like they could be outraged and not want to change or they might be so apologetic and want to fix the issue um, because they didn't realize what they were doing. And I've been in a situation or two, I mean, you know, (laughs) where I've I've (laughs) been the one being confronted for like being a bad friend and I had no idea and honestly like it shows that someone's really trying if they're willing to make those changes and like hear you and respond to um what you're saying and uh not just like be happy with being a dick about whatever you know um so I think that that is also like an indicator of like what your relationship to the person could be later on like if they're willing to change then i think that is looking good but if if they're not and they're not sorry or whatever like that's not a good situation right
0: and you saying that you were surprised um actually goes into the next point which is expect your frenemy to be surprised or in denial but it could go either way they could be outraged and unwilling to change or they might not have known and try to fix the issue
1: yeah And so the next point after that one is just to be realistic about staying friends with them. If they can only be like snarky and sarcastic, it may not be in your best interest to remain friends with them. Um, If you're just continually unhappy or if they're making slights against you or whatever, like if they're not going to change, then you're not going to have a good friendship. And so, you know, you might need to start thinking Mm -hmm. of resolutions. To put it lightly, but yeah. So next is look to yourself. You may have
0: adopted some bad habits from your frenemy. Be honest with yourself if you've taken on some bad friend behavior and put a stop to it. So essentially just know thyself.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: after you have your confrontation or you've started realizing the bad behavior, just take a second and like review what you've done in the last couple months or years with this friend or this person. And see that, like you said earlier, it's a two-way or two-way road or whatever the phrase is. Two-way street. That they might have started it or you might have started it. But, like, each person may have come more and more into the middle
1: with both using bad behavior throughout it.
0: Right. So, it's – in most cases, it's probably not going to be just one person fixing. It's going to be both of you working it out.
1: Yeah. And um, I had a friend back in the day who was a total frenemy. And – Over time, because, like, I felt like the friendship could be saved, like, a lot of their behavior rubbed off on me, and it just, like, made me so mean, like, to them, and they were mean back to me, and it was just, like, this perpetual cycle of just, like... We'd go through a big thing and have a huge, huge fallout. And then, like, something would happen and we'd be all fine for, like, two weeks. And then it would happen again and again and again um, until eventually I think we just stopped going to the same school. So it just had to stop. (laughs) But, yeah. The last point is, uh, I think, probably just what you'll end up doing anyway if you find a frenemy who's just – unrelenting, Um, you'll need to make the break. So once you realize that you're dealing with a frenemy and there's no likelihood of change in their behavior or their attitude, it's time to withdraw yourself from the failed friendship. But just like remind yourself that you'll be better off for being apart and for going your own ways. But um, it is important to remember like don't be a dick about it Just because you guys stopped being friends for whatever reason, there's no point in like subtweeting or, you know, spreading rumors about them. Um, And I know it's really hard, especially if like, if you feel like you have been the victim in the friendship, But um, obviously, taking the high road is the way to go. And when you look back on it, you'll feel better for not, like, spreading anything about them or for, um, you know, causing any extra harm there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you ever had a, a situation where you've, like, stopped being friends with someone and then they've, like bad you to a mutual friend or whatever? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Mm. If there's an issue
0: with a friendship, I would say that I don't tend to do a clean break. It's usually like each person kind of just stops talking to each other and yeah. it dissolves away. Um, and that is definitely probably a little bit smoother in terms of backlash because it's gradual. There's mm-hmm. not like an immediate like anger situation um, where someone would turn around and talk about you to someone else I feel like it's in my best tr- interest at least in those situations just kind of just let it dissolve
1: yeah I think that uh like a dissolved friendship is way better but that being said it's like I have quite a few dissolved friendships that like you never feel like it came to an end right there's no closure yeah exactly and you just uh that kind of sucks especially like if you just want to know like why you stop being friends I mean I guess you could look at it like, if you got in a huge fight, at least you know, like, why? It was because you got in a huge fight. Yeah. <laughs> if a
0: friendship has no closure, you're always wondering, like, this is what I would have said to them. Or, like, yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what could I have said to make it, like, finalized yeah. or make them feel some kind of shame or, like, experience the same feelings as I'm experiencing right now. Yeah. But in a lot of cases, they probably were. And you just don't know because mm-hmm. everyone keeps their own shit to
1: themselves, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, that's a good point. I've had a few friendships like this, but one in particular that, like, it just deserves But like I I had so much I wanted to say, but like it had gone past the point of like, you know, saying anything. So I had to just kind of like swallow those feelings and just be Mm -hmm. like, whatever, I have to move on with my life. So yeah. Okay. I think I think that was a pretty good summary. Yeah, overview, I suppose. Of like frenemies and fairweather friends. Um mm-hmm. hopefully you listeners out there now understand the difference between fairweather friends and frenemies and I hope that if you have any frenemies in your life, you squash that beef, fam, you know, like <laughs> Squash that like button, fam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in all seriousness, like all jokes aside, like Frenemies are the worst, and I'm really sorry if you're dealing with that. Um, It's no fun, but hopefully um, if the friendship is strong enough, maybe you'll be able to resolve it. So Agreed. Cool. Any last thoughts before we go? No, I think we got it. Awesome. Okay, well, thanks for listening to Make New Friends. Do you have a story about friendship you'd like to share? Email us at makenewfriendspodcasts at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter and Facebook at newfriendspod. Special thanks to our producer, Alex Papworth, and music by Max Wallace. For show notes, research, blog posts, and more, head on over to makenewfriendspodcast.com, and we'll see you next week. Bye!